Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. Today, we are not in the fantasy world. We are going to be in real life. (laughs) We have been reading, I have been reading, if you've been reading along, we have been reading uh, fantasy books for a while now. We've been talking about fantasy books. We have not been in the real world, and it was time for a change. I sometimes get my worlds mixed up when I read so many at a time and I start thinking it was in one world when it really was in another and it just it's a nice refreshing change when it's just it's a real life book so this one is a very quick read and this book is by Samantha Towell which I've never heard of her before I've never read her books before she does have multiple series it looks like Um, And I think she's based in the UK because this book is actually based in the UK. And I didn't find that out until I was starting to read and the main character was like, oh, I have like 20 pounds to my name. And I was like, what? That's not dollars. So I had to like look it up. And yes, based in the UK. And this main character is living in London. Uh, This book is called Unsuitable. And I should have looked to see when it was released but I want to say it was released within the past five years. It seems pretty recent. Uh, for the spice scale, um, there was some like spicy scenes, but nothing like very detailed detail. Like, you know, the, the extra adjectives that authors put in that you're like, wow, that was not necessary. This author does not do that. She kind of does the basic of the scene and the basic descriptions, but nothing over the top where you're like, really, what are we like listening or what are we reading? Honestly, this author doesn't do that, which I appreciate because, you know, sometimes it gets out of hand and I'm like, I don't really... I don't really need all these details. Like, I have a good imagination. I can I can figure it out myself. Uh, for the mother-sister standard, honestly, meh. I'm going to say meh. I enjoyed this book. I think my sister, if she needed, like, a refresher like I did from all the fantasy books, I think she would enjoy it kind of as, like, a, a middle book before she gets into another series or other books that she's interested in. But I wouldn't say I would highly recommend it. Um, it's just kind of like a, hey, this is a good book if you ever come across it. You know what I'm saying? So as for my mom, nah. she It wouldn't keep her interest. She would honestly be bored with it. So yes for sister, kind of. No for my mother, Uh, So take that as you will. This is a contemporary romance, which I'm going to be honest, and I am fully going to admit this, I really didn't know what contemporary romance meant. I assumed that it was just like not a romantic comedy, like it was just another genre, which it is, but I actually looked it up. And contemporary romance means that you see the beginning of the relationship and sometimes the the relationship or the the two characters know each other already but it's kind of like an awkward type friendship or awkward meeting uh, or they could completely be meeting for the first time and then they go through a situation and that's when it sparks the love interest Uh, and then you see kind of like the end and they're happily ever after 
Uh, and that's what a contemporary romance is, which I think was very interesting. So that's what this book is. There's a little bit of mystery. There's a twist in here that I did not even see coming, which I very much appreciated because honestly, I thought that this book was very predictable. Like as I was beginning to read, I was like, oh, this might happen. This might happen. But then there's the twist. And I was like, what? And it, it kept me intrigued. So like the end, um, like the last half of the book, I was very invested in it because it did surprise me, which I think is always a great thing. I do want to give you a trigger warning. There is like, um, there's a lot of detail in this of what happened to the male main character. So if you are going to read this book, I highly like caution you but I won't be going over any of the details like that I will kind of just give a general of what happened and so you kind of get like the gist of it and the situation that he came from anyways so let's uh let's get into this book starts off seven years ago which is a very interesting little chapter it's only like two pages I want to say but it's of a boy and they just say like a boy. Um, actually, no, they don't even say a boy. Like I can't even tell if it is a boy or girl like this point of view right now. I honestly thought it was the main girl character, but we find out later is the boy. Um, but they open their eyes and they see the person that they were with that night is a girl and she has been murdered. She'd been stabbed. And so this person is starting to try and like crawl over to her, trying to see if she's alive, see if she's awake, see what happened. Um, because the, the person that was alive had been beaten up as well. Then this biker comes along and is like, oh my gosh, like we need to call the hospital for you. And that's all we know about seven years ago. So that's already kind of intriguing. It's like, okay, was this the girl character? Was this the guy character? who was the other girl, like what happened seven years ago? Uh, we do find out, I mean, right after basically is that it was uh, the male character that went through this. So it opens up with Daisy. She is our main girl character and it says 18 months ago. So she is currently meeting with a detective and is in handcuffs and is is kind of is telling her story that she was with her boyfriend the night that the jewelry went missing and that um, the jewelry store that she worked at was robbed. Um, but they tell her, you know, like your your key card was used. How was it used? And also your boyfriend says that you weren't with him that night. And she has no one to like corroborate her story. Her She knows her boyfriend is lying, obviously. And so she goes to prison for eight for, let's see, for 18 months uh, on a, a crime that she didn't commit. Here's the story. So supposedly her boyfriend said that she wasn't with him and that she took her key card, went to the jewelry store that she worked at for four years and turned the cameras off, stole jewelry, turned the cameras back on and then went back home. And the jewelry store like said, oh, her key card was logged in. She's the one that did this. And she's like, absolutely not. But while she was at the detectives, um, police went and searched her house and they found jewelry. And she's like, I am being set up. This doesn't make sense. Okay, fast forward to 18 months later and she's getting parole after 18 months. She was supposed to be in there for three years. 
and we learn a little bit more of her backstory. So when she was 16, uh, she has a younger brother named Jesse, and he was six. And so her, their mom bailed on her. Um, she disappeared with all their money. She was on drugs and ran away with someone or whatever. So Daisy dropped out of school. And she'd basically been raising her brother since then. Uh, She had to get like part-time jobs just because she was so young. So they wouldn't give her like any full-time jobs. Finally, she was able to get a full-time job. Then a little while later, she was able to land the jewelry store uh, job, which was very upscale. She, She got paid very well. She loved the job. She was there for four years. And so that's why she was trying to, like, tell the detectives earlier, like, I was there for four years. Like, why do you think I was just barely doing this if I if I were to do this? So she gets out and walks out of the prison and her best friend Cece is there waiting for her outside. She's so excited to see her. She already has an apartment for them because she knows how important it is for for Daisy to get Jesse back. Jesse went into the system to a boy's home when Daisy went to prison. So right after she meets with Cece, she has to go to her probation officer and he tells her that there is a job already lined up for her as a maid and that she'll start the next day and it's at this like estate or ranch or whatever. I can't remember what they call it. And she'll she'll start the next day. So she has to take the train and it takes about an hour to get there and then she walks there. Um, and once she gets through the gates, that's when she meets the boss, which his name is Castor Mattis. Mattis? Mattis. I'm pretty sure it's Mattis. Uh, But funny thing, (laughs) so I'm going to bring up Blood and Ash again. They call him Cass because his name's Castile. In here, this guy's name is Castor Mattis, and they call him Cass. I don't know why I choose books with the same names. Uh, It just happens that way. So I'm going to call this guy Castor because I just... I just don't want to say Cass because Cass just reminds me of the series and he's just, you know, my book husband and I just don't want to associate the two. I don't know. That's probably really weird and crazy, but I'm just going to call this guy Castor because I can and I will. Um, So he takes care of his parents' house and manages the estate. They are currently in Greece. Um, They spend half the year there at the estates and then half the year in Greece. Um, So he takes care of there. So she starts working. She's a maid at this house and she has different encounters with Castor and he's just really mean and very grumpy and just like a really rude actually. Uh, The author does really well with portraying how rude he is without actually like him saying bad words I guess you could say or like calling her names or it's just he comes across very rude in the writing and so a week in, the social worker that has been working with her and Jesse um, finally gets back to her because she had called the social worker and said, hey, I'm out of prison. Like, I really want to figure out what I can do to get Jesse back. What can we do? So finally, the social worker comes over to the apartment and meets with Daisy and basically says, you know, it's only been a week, basically, since you've been out of prison. We don't know if you're going to go back in. We don't know if you're going to react, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, give it another six months. And Daisy is kind of like, what? Like, I want my brother here with me now. Like, I've already been away from him for 18 months. And that's when the the social worker is like, well, you can, you can come and visit him. Do you want to come and visit him? And she's like, absolutely. So she goes to visit Jesse, and it goes horribly. 
because he's still very much upset that she left him because he wasn't even really warned. It was just the police that came and got him and said like, hey, your sister was arrested. You're coming to the boys home. She And she wouldn't allow him to come and see her while in prison. So she, he's very, very angry, which is completely understandable. He's like, he basically tells her straight up, like, I don't want to see you. I don't want anything to do with you. You left me. So I'm going to leave you. Like, I don't want to talk to you. So she gets very, very upset. She goes to a bar, gets really drunk, means to call Cece, but instead she calls Castor. And he's actually very kind on the phone. And he's like, where are you at? And so she is somehow able to tell him with like the bartender's help. So he comes and gets her. And he's very being very kind, very considerate. She basically spills everything that's happening with her and her brother, how she thinks that she was set up for the murder. Uh, She says that she thinks it was her boyfriend, but really maybe he was helping his brother because his brother Damien um, had a history with stealing and everything. So she kind of has this plan, not a plan, but like the story that she's very convinced happened uh, and that's why she was set up and he's kind and listens to her and then he keeps asking her like where do you live like where can I take you and she passes out so he takes her back to the ranch and um, lets her sleep it off and everything Um, but after that night he's still very broody very mean frustrating and she's like okay well you did this nice thing for me like oh okay like we're just more tension again between them And so she gets frustrated and just kind of calls him out on it. And he does nothing. He just kind of storms out the next day. And um, later that week, she is helping tend to some horses. And there's a stable manager there. And um, she says that he's very cute. And he actually asks her out. And so she's like, yeah, that'd be great. So they decide to go out that Friday night. And so that Friday night, she's getting ready. And she gets a call from him saying that the horses all got out, like he has to go back, he has to he has to cancel the date. And Cece's like, well, you're all dressed up, like let's still go out. So they do. And Castor is actually there. She's like, huh, funny that the stable manager, his name's Coop, um, funny that he had to work um, on the night that I was supposed to go out with him. Like, do you have anything to do with that? He kind of is not really smug about it, but he acts very jealous. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, where does this come from? And then he, he kisses her that night at the bar. And she's like, mm, no, like you're just very frustrating. You're mean. Uh, I don't want anything to do with you. And so she like walks away and they go home. And over the next couple of weeks, he basically steals kisses from her. And she's getting frustrated because she's like, you're mean to me. Like, why are, why are you doing this? And during one of those weeks, she actually gets a call from Jesse and he stole something from a grocery store and they're holding him in the back. And, uh, Castor is actually very kind and drives her to this grocery store because she doesn't have a car. And, um, so she's like, okay, he keeps doing these kind of things, but also it's very frustrating. Um, so they get it all fixed with Jesse and he like, is starting to talk to Daisy some more and their relationships is starting to get better. And so one of the days, Daisy is cleaning the house like she usually does. And she is in his bedroom and um, is cleaning like the nightstand and she actually accidentally spills water. So she's cleaning up this water and she sees that the top drawer is kind of open a little bit. So she's like, there might have been some water in there. I'm just going to open it up and see. So she opens it up and she sees this picture of prom seven years ago. 
of this girl and of Castor. And they look very happy. They look very much in love. And she's very interested about it. And so uh, she doesn't know when he might come in. So she takes a picture of it so that she can look this girl up later just in case. Like, I don't know. She just wanted to see. So later that night, she actually does research Hallie. And she looks up her name. And she finds out that there was actually a murder that Hallie was murdered on prom night. The article goes on to say that there was another individual with her that went to critical, that was in critical condition that went to the hospital, but she was dead when um, the police and the ambulance got there. That gets Daisy thinking like, okay, was he the person that was in critical condition? Like, was he there with her? Like, it was that night, like... So she's very intrigued. The next weekend, he actually asks her on a date. He's like, you know, I have been very mean to you. I've kind of just like walked away when we've kissed. But I genuinely want to take you on a date. I'm I'm interested in you. And so she's like, okay, cool. Like this was the way to do it. He takes her to a parkour place. I guess he does parkour, which is interesting. Anyways, I guess it's his place, his parkour place. And it helped him get through therapy. I guess um, he went to group therapy a lot and um, went through a couple traumatic things, which makes her think like, okay, like was that actually him um, that was at the park with her? Um, So he like teaches her all these different jumps and has her practice. And so she's like, take a video of me. Like I want to show my brother. So he goes to take a video. He gets um, into her pictures, which you know exactly what's in her pictures. He sees what she took a picture of and he's very, very angry. He's hurt. He feels betrayed. He's just so, so upset. So she tries to explain, but he literally just leaves her there. Like he literally drives off and leaves her at this place. So she calls her friend Cece. Cece comes to pick her up. She's really upset. So that night, in the middle of the night, they get a knock on their door, like frantic knocking, and it's him, and he's drunk. He stays at her place. Like, they basically took turns. She called him drunk. He went to her house drunk. She takes care of him, um, lays him in the bed. She goes and sleeps on the couch later, um, but he actually tells her everything that happened that night, that um, him and Hallie were in love, they, I think he said, were juniors. They were in love. They were going to prom. They went to prom, and she really wanted to go home, but he's like, no, it's such a nice night. Let's let's go walk around the park. So she was very reluctant, but uh, went anyways because he wanted to. So they were walking around the park, and then they start to feel or start to see and hear these two guys behind them, and he just knows something's not right. So he tells her to run and they start running. But then a guy comes from in front of them, kind of like cornering them and they start beating them up. And I'm I'm guessing you can tell what happened with her and with him. um, He was beaten up. She was strangled to death and stabbed and he was stabbed like quite a few times. And they thought that he was dead. Um, but he survived. And it wasn't even to rob them. It was just for fun to stab them out of pure enjoyment of these psychopaths, I guess. So he felt like a failure because he couldn't 
defend them. And so he, um, from that moment, he always wanted this revenge and he does MMA, he does parkour, he goes to therapy, like he just has this revenge in his heart. So then he falls asleep a couple days later, she goes to work and confronts him, says like, what, what do you want from me? Basically, like, I'm getting a lot of mixed feelings. He admit he actually admits feelings for her and then they make toast. The next day, she is cleaning his office. She knows from how, probably about a month earlier that she went into his office and he was in there and he got really mad at her. And she sees a door on the other side of his office and was like, oh, do you need me to clean that room since I'm cleaning everything else? And he, he says, absolutely not. Like he gets really mad at her. So when she does come in that next day, like after they made toast a month later, anyways, she's cleaning the office and he's in there and everything's fine. And there's actually a bookshelf there instead of a door. And she's like, wait, where did the door go? Like, there's a, a bookshelf, and he tries to tell her, like, what are you talking about? Like, it's always been a bookshelf. Like, you were only here for a couple seconds. Like, I think you're going insane. Like, it's always been a bookshelf. And she knows. She knows he's lying. And so she's pretty upset. And so he's trying to be, like, lovey-dovey and wants this relationship, and she's just kind of faking it because she's like, nah, like, I was already in a relationship that he was lying to me. He set me up. I don't want this again. And so she just kind of goes along with it because she knows he's lying. So she's like, okay, that night when he's asleep, I'm going to come down and see like what this is. Like I know there's a door. So that's what happens. She stays in the night again and it's in the middle of the night. She creeps down. She goes to the bookshelf and she's able to move it. She's like, I knew it. I knew it. But okay, just imagine yourself in this situation. I would be terrified. Like, sneaking through a guy's house there is this bookshelf that moves and a secret door I seriously would be like crapping myself I don't think I would have gone any further I think I would have went back to bed and maybe not talk to him again like oh that just kind of gives me the creeps you know and so she finds the door and then she's like okay where would the keys be so he sees she sees his jacket laying on the chair and she she finds his keys and just like his regular keys and there's a, a little key on it. And so she's like, okay, well, maybe this goes to this door. So she goes to this door and she's able to open it with the key. So she slowly opens it. She goes in, she turns on the lights and there's photos, photos of her, photos of her in prison, like coming out of prison, photos of her running, photos of her at the nightclub, photos of her with her brother at the beach. And then there's like her mugshot, news articles, the trial. And there was a couple pictures before a prison, like with her old boyfriend. That's freaky, right? That's, oh, I feel like when I read this, my heart kind of dropped where it's like, whoa, is it like this was the twist? Like he has all these photos of her and there's these knives, there's these guns. And then on another wall, there's all these pictures of of Hallie, um, like the girl from prom, like there's all these pictures of her, there's the news articles, everything like that. And then she turns again and there's pictures of Jason, which Jason was, uh, her old boyfriend, the one that she's pretty sure set her up. There's pictures of him and there's pictures of Damien, which is Jason's brother. And she sees that there are three pictures 
there's Damien and then these two other guys. And there's red X's on these two other guys' faces. She's like, wait. She's kind of piecing it together. Like, wait, are these the three guys that mugged them and stabbed them seven years ago at prom? And that's when Castor walks in. He walks in and he finds her. And he's like, so you probably have a lot of questions. Okay, if you were in that situation, okay, imagine yourself. You're in this situation. You find this room with all these pictures, very creepy, guns, knives, pictures of you, pictures of your ex-boyfriend, pictures of his brother, pictures of uh, the guy that you're kind of dating, his like lo- like dead lover, like a, a prompt. Okay, and he walks in. What, what, what are you supposed to do? Like, she can't get out. Like, would you freaking try and fight your way out? Would you try and, like, say, hey, how are you? (laughs) That's so dumb. I wouldn't even say that, like, hey, how are you? Like, obviously not okay. You found a secret room. But it's like, (laughs) I don't know. I literally don't know what I would do. And so she, like, she's just appalled, naturally, and he he just stands there and he's like ask me your questions basically and she's like these two over here obviously are dead and he's like yeah they're dead and she's like did you have a hand in their death and he's like well one of them took his own life and like slit his wrist and the other one died in like a gambling game and she asks him again did you have a hand in these deaths and he just he doesn't say anything so that's how you, like, he helped their death. So he killed two of the guys. And so she's like, are you going to kill Damien? And he's like, yeah, I probably will. And he tells her, like, he's been planning this revenge for seven years. Because he, like, I mean, he went through a really traumatic thing. Like, he wants to make sure that he can get his revenge, that he can avenge himself and Hallie. And so, but she's still appalled because she looks at the pictures of her and she's like, did you have a hand in me coming to work here? Did you know me before I worked here? And he's like, yeah, I knew you when you were dating Jason because he he had done his research. He knew who Damien was. So then, but Damien kept disappearing. So he looked at who was closest to Damien, which was Jason, his brother. And Jason was kind of flaky, but uh, Castor was able to get him drunk one time and get all this information. And I guess Jason kept talking about Daisy. And so that's when Castor started watching Daisy. And he... He wanted to basically hurt Jason and Damien, but he found that she was actually a really good person and believed her when she told him that she was like set up for the jewelry. He believed her because he kind of saw the back seat of everything that was happening and saw like when she went to prison, um, saw when she came out and everything like that. And so she's like, um, yeah, this is too much for me. And he like wanted an in basically. And so she just walks out. She's like, I can't 
do this. Like you either do this revenge and I'm not in your life or I'm in your life and you forget all about this. And so he basically says like, uh, have a good life. (laughs) Okay. Um, okay. Well, they had like admitted feelings for each other earlier and then they're just like, okay, you're going to do your revenge. I'm going to go like, I don't know. It was just very, it was a twist and I wasn't ready for it. And I don't know what I do in that situation. Uh, so yeah, we'll just leave it at that. So she still goes to work because she needs the job. She needs to get Jesse back. Still goes to work. He doesn't, he isn't there. He's never at the house. So a couple weeks go by and she gets great news from the social worker that Jesse can come and spend weekends with her. And she's so excited. She goes to get champagne to celebrate with her and Cece because Cece is the best friend, of course, and she's helped take care of Jesse and everything like that. So she gets champagne. She goes to the apartment. Um, but I've, I actually forgot to tell you. So let's see. It was like two or three days before she found this room of castors and she was going out in the morning for a run and Jason actually comes like stumbling up and he's drunk and she gets really mad at him like calls him out on everything like I know you did this I know you set me up I know it was your brother probably like just calls him out on everything and he he says you know I didn't have a choice like you shouldn't be talking like uh just kind of threatens her and she knows, like, I, I know it was Damien. I know it was Damien. And he's like, you shouldn't say anything. Like, don't say anything. Don't speak. Like, basically threatening her. Okay, so fast forward. So she wants to celebrate with Cece. She gets to the apartment. She walks in, and Cece is actually there tied up and gagged. And Damien is there. And he was like, you know what? Jason told me what you said to him. And I didn't know that you were a loose end, but I don't like to have loose ends. So we're going to end it today. And he's like, I, I know what you've been saying. I don't want to get have you get this around. I don't want cops coming to look for me. Like, sorry, like this ends today. So he comes over to like tie her up as well, but she fights him. Um, but of course, he's a man and is much stronger than her and beats her up basically and so she's getting beat up and Castor actually shows up. He walks in the door and he tackles Damien, beats Nabian because, of course, MMA. But somehow Damien gets like a hit on him and knocks him out, knocks Castor out. And so at that point, Daisy had gotten the gun from Damien and shoots him in the chest um, because he was beating Castor. Damien is starting to like walk towards her, even though he was like shot in the chest. And uh, Castor wakes up and he's like, just shoot him. Like, I will take the blame, shoot him. And so she does. She shoots Damien. And Castor tells her like, okay, tell the cops that like you were beaten. Obviously, you can see that. But I got the gun and I shot him. He's like, I don't want you to go back to prison. I don't want you to leave Jesse again. I don't want you in that situation. Like, tell them that I shot Damien and killed him. And so that's what her and Cece do. Like they are very upset about it, but she but she knows like Jesse is very important to her. And so when the cops get there, um, they tell him the whole story and they take him to the station. And when they're there, 
they actually say like when they went to like Damien's residence or whatever, uh, Jason had actually took his own life as well and left a letter confessing everything. So her name is actually cleared. He confessed that Damien, yeah, had him take the card, take the jewelry and then come back. So her name is completely cleared. Castor got self-defense. So that's perfect as well. So a couple days later, after things kind of have settled down, um, he comes to her, Castor comes to her, to Daisy, and tells her that he just needs to figure everything out. Uh, he's spent seven years with revenge on his mind, plotting all these things. Now that the the killers are gone, um, now that he doesn't have revenge on his mind, now that that's not his sole purpose, he's like, I gotta figure out who I am. So he decides to go to Greece with his parents and live there for a while. And he says, I, I just, I need to figure myself, I don't know how long that's going to be, but I'll figure it out. And then it goes to the epilogue. Yes, this was a pretty quick book as well. It goes to the epilogue. Three years later. Ugh, seriously? Three years later. Like, she was still in love with him. And so she didn't really date or anything. Uh, she didn't really know what she wanted. Uh, but during that three years, Jessie is now old enough to go to college. So she had just left him at college. She comes back and she sued for wrongful imprisonment from, like, the law and everything. She won a lot, a lot of money. She put that towards, like, his, to Jesse's college. She also bought a coffee shop and house. And she doesn't really know why she bought a coffee shop. It just felt right. So now, I don't know how long she's had the coffee shop, but she, after she drops Jesse off at college, she's like, well, I might as well go to work, like, help, help the shop. And so she is working and closing up, basically. And um, the door opens, and she's like, Ugh. Yeah, I thought I closed it. She looks up and it's Castor. And he's there after three years. It's cute. And he's like, yeah, I was in I was in Greece for six months. And then I was just, you know, kind of around, kind of watching you. I wanted to make sure that your life was good. And I, I wanted to make sure that uh, Jesse was taken care of. And I didn't want to, like, interfere with him growing up and you guys' time together. And he's like, yeah, I was around, like... You, we were never really apart, and I just watched until, like, he went to college, and then I figured that you were ready for me to come back. And I would have been pissed. I really would have. I would have been pissed if freaking the love of my life or whatever was, like, waited three years to come back. Like, oh. I'd be like, bitch, you think I waited for you for three years? I mean, she did, but it's like, you jerk. <laughs> So yeah, that was unsuitable. Um, very cute book, very quick read, very interesting. That just that twist where it kind of makes your heart drop. Like, oh my gosh, is he a psycho? And maybe he is a psycho. I don't really know. But how it was kind of written, I was like, okay, I get it. But and then he was away for three years, so maybe he got himself right. You know, maybe he got his mind right. Maybe he got his like everything right. You know. So, yeah, I don't know what I'd do in that whole situation, um, but it was a nice refresher book, like I said at the beginning, uh, just to kind of get things in a different world, kind of come back to the real world. Uh, I don't know if this even happens in the real world. I don't really know. I, again, am very sheltered, and so this could happen. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is a true story. I don't even know. Anyways, um, 
next week, stay tuned for next week's episode because it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, I am currently going to be driving on Friday. Uh, I'm going to be driving to North Carolina to my new house, my new home, um, and new job. So I will be on the road for probably two to three days and won't have time to really read a new book. So on Tuesday of next week for next week's episode, I'm just going to be doing an about me uh, episode because I don't think I've ever really done that. I don't think I've really introduced myself, my background, who I am, what got me into reading. Um, I don't think you guys really know very much about me. So I want to do that so you guys feel more connected in this community so that you get to know me. I want to get to know you. Um, and yeah, I think it would just be a good change of pace and easier for me because then I don't have to read a book and get it all ready. Um, so yeah, grateful for you guys. I hope you enjoyed this little episode and I will talk to you next week. Bye.